Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm going to be doing another mock draft. So the settings of this draft, it's going to be a 10-team league, PPR scoring. We're going to be picking from the 6th draft slot, and it's going to be one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, a flex, and then six bench slots. So pretty standard roster construction. If you guys are watching this mock draft and you're enjoying the content, all I ask is that you leave a like and subscribe to the channel. But let's get right into it. All right, so the first four players off the board was Christian McCaffrey, Delvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, and Derrick Henry. That's exactly my top four in that order. And then at the 105 was Ezekiel Elliott. So we're here at the 106. And we're going to have the opportunity to go running back or wide receiver. I normally don't like going wide receiver in the first round. But now that Aaron Rodgers is for sure returning to the Packers, I'm totally fine with Devontae Adams as a mid-first round pick. But I like another guy from the Packers even more, Aaron Jones. He is my RB5 this season. I have him just ahead of Ezekiel Elliott. We just look back in the last two seasons. He's finished as a top five running back both of those years. And so I just think he's on pace for another one of those top tier finishes, especially when you look at Jamal Williams leaving. This is PPR. He's going to have more opportunity in the receiving game. So I don't see why he doesn't repeat as a mid to high end running back one. And so I would love to lock him up as my RB1 on this team. After our pick, we saw Travis Kelsey, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, and Tyreek Hill round out the first round. Then it was Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Jonathan Taylor, and DeAndre Hopkins to start off the second. And so now it's our pick here at the 205. Once again, we could be going running back or wide receiver. Way too early to go quarterback. Still too early to get that second tier of tight end. So we're looking at the running back and wide receiver options. At wide receiver, my top guys here are Ridley, Jefferson, probably Keenan Allen. And then at running back, you've got to look at Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson. I think out of all of those wide receivers, Calvin Ridley is probably the best option. If you're looking at him this year, no more Julio Jones. He has the opportunity to totally take over that target share, and he already has that big play upside. So he should be a really solid wide receiver this year with a lot of high-end wide receiver one potential. But I do just like going running backs early and often. I think there's still going to be some value at the wide receiver position in the third and fourth rounds. So I am looking here at Nick Chubb. I know he's not a guy you would love to have in PPR because he's not super involved in the passing game, but he does still just score enough points on the ground to, you know, really give you some solid outings. I mean, in PPR scoring, he finished as the 11th running back in 2020, and that was with only playing 12 games. So I'm still confident with him as my RB2, and he's going to be the pick here. To finish out the second round, we saw three running backs and two wide receivers come off. It was Mixon, Harris, Gibson, and then Calvin Ridley and DK Metcalf. And then to start off the third, Darren Waller went at the 301, and then four straight wide receivers with A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, and Terry McLaurin. And so normally in these drafts, I really like the value at wide receiver in the third round, but I think people went on a spree of wide receivers and really skipped over, you know, one or two running backs that I think should have gone in the second or early third round. And the main guy that's sticking out is Clyde Edwards Alaire. So he's definitely a guy I have to consider with this pick. At tight end, we could go George Kittle. This is definitely an appropriate place to pick him. Still not looking at quarterback. Wide receiver, Allen Robinson, Robert Woods. Those guys are always great options, but I am just locked in at Clyde Edwards-Alaire here. 
I would be fine drafting him, you know, end of the second, early third. So to get him mid third, I think is a great value. We can start off our lineup with three guys that I have in my top 14 running backs, and they're still going to be value at wide receiver in the next round. We could be looking at a Julio Jones or a Mike Evans, maybe an Amari Cooper to be our wide receiver one in the fourth round. So I'm going to lock up CEH with this pick and then hope some value falls at the wide receiver position. Wow, so we got pretty lucky here to end the third round. It was Mahomes, Kittle, Robinson, and Josh Allen. Then to start off the fourth, Swift, C.D. Lamb, Michael Thomas, and J.K. Dobbins. So there's still a ton of value left at the wide receiver position. You know, two of the guys I was highest on in Robert Woods and Amari Cooper are still here. I do like Chris Carson at running back, but there's no way I'm going to start off this draft with four straight running backs and have Chris Carson on the bench. So we're definitely looking at that wide receiver position. Too early to go for those second group of tight ends after Kelsey, Kittle, and Waller off the board. And then quarterback, I do like Kyler and Lamar, but I just think it's too early in the fourth round for sure. I talk about this a lot. I just think there's so much value at the quarterback position. There's no chance I'm going to be taking a QB in the third or fourth round this season. But so let's lock in at wide receiver, and it's going to be between Robert Woods and Amari Cooper. I really do like Robert Woods, but I just think Amari Cooper has that higher upside. I know Woods is going to have the best quarterback of his career, but Amari Cooper has just shown you know, year after year that he is going to be a borderline wide receiver one. And then if you look at his production last season when Dak was on the field, it was just crazy. You're looking at these finishes, 14th in total points, 19th, 10th, 15th. So I think being able to get him as my wide receiver one in the fourth round, the value is just way too good to pass up here. So to finish out the fourth round, we saw a ton of wide receivers and then one running back in Travis Etienne, way early in my opinion, but the wide receivers were Woods, Julio, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. And then the fifth round, we saw Gaskin and Montgomery come off. And then the three wide receivers were Thielen, Cup, and Deontay Johnson. And this is going to be a tough pick because I talked about how I liked Chris Carson in that last round, and he is still on the board. I do not know how. This is a potential problem you run into when you go super running back heavy because you just don't feel comfortable being able to grab that value in the later rounds because you already have three guys, right? So I have Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Do I want to draft Chris Carson and just sit him on my bench? I don't really think so. I'd rather go out and get some value at wide receiver like a guy like DJ Moore, but it just definitely is going to hurt to not be able to pull the trigger on what I see as a great, great running back value. If I'm being honest, and this was a real draft, I may just draft Chris Carson and then try to trade you know, one of those other three running backs because it seems like he's being undervalued. But for this purpose, you know, we're just trying to get the best team today. And so I'm going to pass on him here. We could go quarterback again just a little bit early. I'd be fine in fifth rounds, but that's definitely more in 12 team leagues. So for a 10 team league, it would be like late fifth, potentially sixth round to go after a Kyler or a Lamar Jackson. And I think one player is really standing out here, and it is DJ Moore. I think he's pretty clearly the best wide receiver left on the board. Slot him in as my wide receiver too. I've been seeing a lot of DJ Moore haters recently. You know, not hating on the player, just kind of hating on his situation this year with Sam Darnold. I think people are wildly overblowing how good Teddy Bridgewater was. The man was not a good quarterback. He could barely support this offense that had three very solid wide receivers and more. Anderson and Curtis Samuel. And so I think Darnold's floor, 
you know, is just slightly lower than how Bridgewater played in 2020, but I do think he has a much higher ceiling. So I'm totally fine investing in DJ Moore this year, especially if it's gonna be as a wide receiver two in the fifth round. At the end of the fifth, we saw two more quarterbacks come off with Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott, and then two running backs in Miles Sanders and Chris Carson. And to start off the sixth, it was Tyler Lockett, Mark Andrews, Brandon Ayuk, and Kenny Galladay. So this is where people are starting to pick those second tier of tight ends. And we could look at that with this pick, but I think there's a better option on the board. I briefly mentioned him in the last round, but at quarterback, Kyler Murray is still there. He is my number two quarterback overall. The man was on a Lamar Jackson 2019 level pace before he suffered that shoulder injury, and he still finished you know, as a top tier quarterback one in points per game. His weapons only got better, and he's also just improving going into his third NFL season. But we do got to check out the other positions first. You know, we could go tight end here, but I do just like Murray a little bit more. Running back, we do have three. Daryl Henderson, you know, Mike Davis, those aren't terrible picks. But since we do have three, I'm probably just going to pass on those guys. Wide receiver, T. Higgins could have a big year, but I do not like him as much as I do Kyler Murray. So he's going to be our pick here. We're almost going to fill out our entire starting lineup. We would only need a tight end to do that. And so I really like him here. And so that's where we're going to go. Wow, good thing we went with Kyler Murray on that pick because there was a run of quarterbacks to finish out the sixth and start the second. So we had Pitts and Hawkinson come off right after Kyler Murray. And then Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, T. Higgins mixed in there, Russell Wilson, Josh Jacobs, Daryl Henderson, and then Tom Brady and Jamar Chase. So I mean, the level of quarterback just totally fell off after that round. So that makes me feel even better about Kyler Murray. Just an extra kind of drafting strategy that I have. You know, I'm never gonna buy into these positional trends. Just because other people start drafting quarterbacks, you can't panic and, you know, try to get one of your own because that means you're not maximizing the value at another position. So I think a lot of these picks here are reaches. You know, do I think Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert should be picked within half a round of Kyler Murray? Definitely not. So I think there were definitely some better options on the board. But here we are up at the 706. We have one quarterback, three running backs, two wide receivers, and then no tight end and no bench slots. And when we're looking at the value, I love Mike Davis here. Wide receivers, this is the range of wide receivers that I'm not super confident in. It's the guys that you kind of need to produce. But do you feel really confident that any of these guys are going to put together solid wide receiver two seasons? I mean, I don't feel confident with Juju, Odell, Sutton, Claypool you know, maybe Robbie Anderson, but not this early. And then tight end, Fant, Goddard. No, thank you. Don't really want those guys. And so I've been kind of punting the running back position. I've been losing out on some value, you know, because I had three. But now that my starting lineup is basically filled up, I'm totally down to buy back into the position because there is no reason that Mike Davis should be going in the seventh round. He is a much better player than that. He's going to take over the total workload of this Falcons backfield. And that's going to have some crazy upside, especially with Arthur Smith as the head coach. So Mike Davis as the RB4, sign me up for that any day. After we picked Mike Davis, there was a steady mix between running backs and wide receivers. We saw Odell, Claypool, Juju, and Sutton come off. And then the running backs were Michael Carter, Javante Williams, Kareem Hunt, James Robinson. So it is our pick at the 805. We probably don't want to go running back here unless there somehow is another crazy value. We already have four running backs that I think are RB2s at worst. We do only have two wide receivers, so we probably want to go into that position unless there is a tight end on board because we still have that slot open. 
but we're still looking at the Fant, Goddard, Logan Thomas. I think the guy that I'd be interested in targeting of these guys is Robert Tanyan, but you know, not anytime soon. So let's look at that wide receiver position. We have Robbie Anderson, TJ Chark, Tyler Boyd, Jerry Judy, Debo Samuel, Brandon Cooks. I think out of these guys, the choice is pretty clear in my mind. It's got to be Robbie Anderson. His 2020 season was definitely underrated. I mean, you look at this overall stat line, 16 games, he caught 95 passes, 1,096 yards, you know, not a ton of touchdowns, only three receiving touchdowns, but I mean, that's going to happen when you have two other top wide receivers next to you and you have Teddy Bridgewater only throwing 16 touchdowns a season. So maybe Sam Darnold can come in and give him some extra upside, but he doesn't even need it. I mean, he's a very safe wide receiver three option. I'd feel totally comfortable throwing him in my lineup, especially in PPR scoring. So he's going to be the pick here. Wow. Once again, following our pick, it was a heavy mix of running backs and wide receivers. The wide receivers were Chark, Corey Davis, Devontae Smith, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, and Jerry Judy. And then the running backs were Mostert, Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, and Trey Sermon. So it's our pick in the ninth round. We currently have one quarterback, four running backs, three wide receivers, still have that tight end slot open, and then four bench slots. I do think we can wait another round before people kind of start throwing their darts at tight ends. I hope we can because I don't feel 100% confident drafting any of these guys in the ninth round. You know, if we do miss out on Tanyan, you still have guys like Tyler Higby, maybe an Irv Smith Jr., players like that, that, you know, are totally acceptable to be your starting tight end as late round options. Running back, you know, these are solid backup options, but Damian Harris, Ronald Jones, they don't really possess a ton of PPR value. David Johnson's honestly a guy that I think is very underrated. Do I think he's a good running back anymore? No, but he does have the opportunity to lead that backfield. Fournette, just really not interested in these Buccaneers guys. So we probably want to shift to wide receiver again. Debo, not buying into that. Brandon Cooks, decently solid option. Will Fuller, like him. Curtis Samuel, like him. LaVisca, been impressing in training camp. I think we may have to go to our old reliable pick here in this range with Antonio Brown as the wide receiver four. He's not a guy you're going to have to start in your lineup, but I feel confident doing it. You know, basically, if he doesn't get in trouble and, you know, gets removed from the team, if he's healthy, I just don't see how he doesn't finish you know, as a top 35 wide receiver, but he's here ranked at 44. And I honestly think that's kind of generous. I think he has a great opportunity to finish as a high-end wide receiver three or a low-end wide receiver two. Look at his numbers last year. In only eight games, 45 receptions, 483 receiving yards, and four receiving touchdowns. And that was just joining the team in the middle of the season. And I mean, that was probably their roughest patch. He was a part of that Saints game where Brady threw three picks and the offense was just so out of sync. I've already seen him making plays in training camp. And so he's going to be the pick here to be our wide receiver four. He's probably my most owned player in these mock drafts. But I mean, as I explained, you guys can see why. To round out rounds nine and start round 10, it was another kind of stretch of running backs and wide receivers mixed in there with just Logan Thomas tossed in at the 10-01. Saw Fournette, Harris, and Moss come off. And then Pittman, LaVisca, Gallup, and Cooks. So that leads to our pick at the 10.05. We currently have one quarterback, four running backs, four wide receivers. So a very balanced roster right now. And I honestly think this could be the opportunity to fire our shot at Robert Tanyan. We did see Logan Thomas come off the board at 10. And so, you know, we don't want all these running backs to dry up before we get our shot. 
and this is honestly a solid slot to be picking Robert Tanyan. He is my tight end seven this year, you know, behind the first big three and then the second big three. And he's a pretty distant, you know, seventh from those guys, but still a guy that I'm most confident in once you're done drafting in the early and mid rounds for tight end. So let's just take a look at the other positions to make sure, you know, we're not missing out on any value. Running backs, kind of same guys. Honestly, James Conner would not be a bad pick, but I do kind of just want to lock up the tight end position. Wide receiver, we're kind of looking at the same guys. Again, Curtis Samuel wouldn't be a bad pick, but I just think in a 10-team league, we already have a lot of solid depth. So trying to get you know the best tight end available, I think would do wonders for our team. And that's what we're going to do with Robert Tanyan. Even though he was very touchdown dependent last year, I mean, this is a Packers team that's going to score a lot of touchdowns. He was just super efficient when targeted by Rodgers. So that tells me that Rodgers trusts him and Rodgers is going to go back to him this year. He has the opportunity to be, you know, the number two, maybe number three target on a great Packers passing attack. So he's going to be our pick here. Okay, so we were right about tight ends coming off. In the 10th round, we saw Higby and Fant come off the board. So, you know, Tanya may not have been safe here. We also saw some of these later round running backs, Ronald Jones, David Johnson, James Conner, Latavius Murray, A.J. Dillon. Ryan Tannehill finally came off the board. That is great value in the 11th round. And then Debo and Will Fuller were thrown in there. So it's our pick at the 11.06. Our entire starting lineup is filled out. Four wide receivers, four running backs. We have three bench slots left, so we could go in any direction. But there is a value that is screaming to me on this draft board. It is not at running back. You've got Kenyon Drake, Naheem Hines, those guys. No, thank you. Tight end, we already have Robert Tanyan, so it's not there. It is Curtis Samuel still being on the board at wide receiver. He has a ton of upside this year going into this Washington football team offense. It really just depends on how Ron Rivera uses him. And so, you know, I'm not 100% certain that he's going to have this great role where he's getting a lot of carries, also a lot of air yards, but the potential is there. And there's basically no risk with him as my wide receiver five. So I'm totally willing to throw that dart especially with him coming off of his best season ever in 2020. The end of the 11th round was dominated by running backs, Kenyon Drake, Tony Pollard, Naheem Hines, Devin Singletary. And then the 12th was mixed with McKissick, Goddard, Brown, and Waddle. Our pick in the 12th round, two more bench slots left. And we could pick up one more running back. We probably do want five, but I think right now we're going to have two picks left and there is a value that is screaming out to me. There's actually two. It's going to be Jalen Hurts and Matthew Stafford. I mean, there's no way both of these guys should be going this low. Obviously, it's because all these other teams have quarterbacks because it is a 10-team league. But to be able to pick up one of these guys as a backup, you know, someone starter is going to get hurt. And that's going to be an awesome piece of trade bait. I'm going to be leaning with Jalen Hurts here just because I think he has that crazy upside that could produce a lot of value. I feel very confident in Kyler Murray as my quarterback. So being able to snag Jalen Hurts with his, you know, huge boom potential. And if he goes out and has a big week one, rushes for 100 yards, could easily just ship him off for a ton of value. And so that's why I'm going to go with him here. Just the rushing upside is up there with my quarterback, Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. So the ceiling really is endless for him. So we saw players at every position come off. Gus Edwards at running back, Rashad Penny, Jamal Williams, Mike Williams and Devontae Parker at receiver. Some quarterbacks with Tua and Matthew Stafford. Just got to say that Tua going before Stafford is an absolute crime. And then we saw some of these late round tight ends, Evan Ingram, Johnu Smith, Hunter Henry. And that leads into our pick at the 1306, our last pick of the draft. 
Right now we have two quarterbacks, we have five wide receivers, four running backs, and one tight end. So we could do the strategy I've been doing where we go Zach Ertz in the later rounds, but we did that in the last video, so we won't do that here. Let's just get one more running back to add to this roster. It's definitely going to be slim pickings here. You're looking at Tariq Cohen, who I don't even think is going to be ready for week one. James White, you know, just don't see a ton of value if Cam Newton is the quarterback. Philip Lindsay, I think he may be the pick here. He was a guy that I was kind of super into early in the offseason, just because I think he really has an opportunity to compete for the number one role on this Texans backfield. David Johnson is nowhere near where he used to be. And Philip Lindsay is a very, very capable NFL running back. I mean, 2018 and 2019 put up 1,000 yard rushing seasons. That's not easy to do. And then he kind of just got replaced last year when they brought in Melvin Gordon. I think it was kind of crazy that they brought him in, but whatever. Now Philip Lindsay is going to have the opportunity to take over this backfield. You have Mark Ingram and David Johnson. I mean, they're probably a year or two away from retiring. Philip Lindsay is still very young, and so I would not be surprised at all if he comes in and takes over that backfield. No risk here with him being our RB5, our last pick. You know, if he totally falls down the depth chart, who cares? There's going to be someone on waivers that we can pick up. So let's snag him here for our last pick of the draft. All right, so this is our final roster. Don't pay attention to the grade. It just grades you on how well you follow their ADP. But that's not what we're trying to do here. So a quarterback, Kyler Murray, running backs, we have Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb, wide receiver, Amari Cooper and DJ Moore, tight end, Robert Tanyan, flex, CEH, then our bench is Mike Davis, Robbie Anderson, Antonio Brown, Curtis Samuel, Jalen Hurts, and Philip Lindsay. So to break it down by position, our quarterbacks are really top tier. Kyler Murray, high-end quarterback one. Jalen Hurts, a guy who's definitely risky, but I mean has legit potential to finish as a high-end quarterback one because of that rushing ability. Now I think our running backs are probably our strongest point on this team. Aaron Jones, a mid-tier running back one. Nick Chubb, probably a lower-tier running back one. Then CEH, high-end running back two. And Mike Davis, all four of those guys I feel confident throwing into my lineup. Davis is probably a lower-end RB2. So four running backs, you know, in my top 24 rankings, that is great. The wide receivers, definitely a lot weaker than the running backs, but not terrible. Amari Cooper, borderline wide receiver one. DJ Moore, I think a solid locked in wide receiver two. Robbie Anderson, very safe guy to have as my number three. Then Antonio Brown, definitely one of my most targeted players. Curtis Samuel to round it out. So very good, solid five guys there at wide receiver. Tight end, definitely the weakest slot overall with Robert Tanyan, but I do still think he has, you know, mid-tier tight end one potential. You know, obviously it's probably not going to compete with the six guys ahead of him. He may be, you know, a distant seventh from those guys, but I mean, still a solid average option at the position. And when your team is this stacked around him, that is totally fine. So I'm feeling really confident about this roster. Let me know in the comments, what do you guys think of this draft? How do you think this team finished up? If you enjoyed the video, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. But let me hear your thoughts down below. I'll respond to everyone who comments. That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you and see you guys tomorrow.